The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Well, hello guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to have another guest on the show today. Her name is Laura West and she's a registered nurse, energy healer, psychic medium, author, podcast host, and TV host. And, you know, she has been in my life in and out for a few years. I think I connected to her for a friend on a group and I just loved her energy. We lost touch a little bit and then I found her again a few months ago since being in New Zealand. So I've always been drawn to Laura's energy. She's got that sweet, loving energy and she grew up where my husband grew up in San Diego. So I just wanted to talk to her today and bring her on. So hi, Laura. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I always, these interviews that I do, my listeners will know they're really chill, informal. I just like talking to you. It's like having a conversation and people get to just listen in. And I always like to know more about your journey and how you got to where you are now, you know, in May of 23. How did the journey become, you know, get to where you are now? So if you just want to start off by introducing yourself a little bit about you and your background. Yes. I, yes. Uh, so I, like you said, I'm all those things that you <laughs> mentioned. I've done all those things. Uh, it's been quite a fulfilling life so far. Um, I do share that I, I have what I consider two spiritual awakenings. Um, my first one was in my teenage years when I found Sylvia Brown books for the first time and started reading about spirituality and I was hooked and it was significant because I was brought up in a Jewish and Christian household. Um, so multi-religion, uh, multicultural, I'm also half Korean, half Caucasian. And I was struggling, uh, struggling to decide which religion I fit into. Cause I was brought up both going to synagogue and to church. So in the midst of this time, I wasn't sure where I was feeling it. 
And so when I found Sylvia Brown books and read about the other side, read about mediumship and spirit guides and angels and a mother God and a father God, and all of these different things that she introduced to me through her books, that was it. Like that spoke to my soul. That's what I was looking for. And so I call that spiritual awakening number one, because I just couldn't get enough. I wanted to read as many of her books as I could, because there wasn't the internet then, like there is now, uh, there wasn't social media, there wasn't YouTube, there was no Google, <laughs> there was nothing like that. So the bookstore it was. And so that's how I also met, learned how to meet my, my spirit guide. One of my spirit guides in her books, she had, she had mentioned that if you want to meet your spirit guide, you can ask them to meet you in a dream. And I did that. And then that's how I met my spirit guide, Jason. So then fast forward and during this time of fast forwarding, I, you know, graduated college. I got my nursing license. I got married, bought a house, had children, et cetera, and very grounding things that I had to sort of set myself up to be where I am now in uh, May of 2023 as a human, uh, Now, in the midst of that, I would say in 2019, I had the starts of spiritual awakening number two. And from then to now has been like somebody hit the fast forward button. I'm making a lot of like VHS (laughs) like analogies. Um, That's, I think it's pretty, um, a a right. Like it goes, uh, what's the noise? It goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's like, that's the sound I had when I could like visualize all like the waves on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. if it, it rewinds, it goes like a different pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not not like you can just click to different chapters, right? You had to have rewind and hope you hit the spot. So fast forward, I fast, you know, fast forward. It was almost like it was going that quickly from 2019 to now. And so what started uh, the second spiritual awakening for me was I started to meditate for the first time I prayed before and perhaps meditated unknowingly by doing a, a task that I zoned out doing. Cause I, I love doing those kinds those kinds of tasks or like going on walks or just having these streams of consciousness where one thought led to another with led, led to another and having these aha moments that was just felt like what everybody had. I didn't attach anything spiritual to it. So then I started meditating in 2019. And that just like was the rewiring that my brain needed to allow spirit to fully come in and make the connection that it had been wanting to. And when I say spirit, I mean, anything loving on the other side, because there's just so many and it's, it's so, um, unending, right? So I just started meditating. I brought I brought Jason back into my life. He never left, but I reintroduced myself to my spirit guide, Jason again, and started working with him through, um, you know, channel writing and asking questions that way. And just saw following those intuitive breadcrumbs of then feeling the need to practice energy healing. And then from there, the need to practice mediumship with people who've passed. So not just connecting with angels and guides and ascended masters that felt very safe. Cause that vibration I know is very loving for me, people who've passed 
humans are much scarier than spirits. So they're much closer to spirits. So it felt a lot scarier. Like, are they going to haunt me? Are they going to be ghosts? <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and none of that has happened. Uh, but then it led to, you know, writing a book. It led to making a card deck. It led to starting a podcast. It led to hosting a TV show for a few months. So it led me through all these things. And I say that because prior to 2019, even 2020, when things really started to take off spiritually, I would never have thought that I'd be putting myself out there in this way. I'm a very private person and I like my safety and my comfort, my security for myself and for my family. And so I remember the first time that I was on somebody's podcast and my palms were sweaty. I was so nervous. Now it just feels like I'm having a conversation with a friend and it just happens to be recorded. It feels so different now. I'm much more comfortable, but anyway, that just came with time. So what was different prior to 2019 to, to now, and you know, 2019 to now is that I started to learn what intuitively I was meant to do. And I knew that that intuitive language was coming from my loving members of my soul team, which I use as an umbrella term for guides, angels, etc. And so in doing so, it was like one thing led to another so quickly because I learned that intuitive language from them and <laughs> to where I am now today, having a conversation with you, Pippa. So that's just uh, in a nutshell, I suppose, what it's looked like for me. I love it. I resonate with a lot of it. A lot of it. Oh, and good. I feel like, well, what's interesting is I know you just spoke to Imbal on your podcast. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. just remind everyone what your podcast is called, Laura. It's called A Guided Life. Oh, cool. So I'll just hook that on the show notes. Thank you. So I know you spoke to Imbal and Imbal is someone that I connected to about a year ago and she's helped me through, you know, actually two years ago when Chris and I were separated for 18 months. My listeners know about that. You know, I was, for those who are new, I was separated for, from Chris for 18 months because of the borders and COVID. So not seeing your husband physically for 18 months was so hard. And I remember reaching out to Imbal, you know, and different psychics. And I had so many readings and I was like desperate. I think I did something for you too, didn't I? I think you did. I think you did. There was so many. I like, remember I seeing you guys like, getting back together. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So I remember just like, sense. I think most people just said it's part of what you signed up for. It's part of this soul, yeah. you know, d- journey. And we grew as a couple so deeply, like, cause Chris is really spiritual and, you know, we've just, our relationship is beautiful and we're really proud of what we've built and, you know, how consciously connected we are. But I remember like speaking to Imbal and she would be really great, you know, with the tarot and, and, and she was so Mm -hmm. spot on with a lot of stuff as many of you were, including you, Laura, it was all about that timing and trusting your journey and, and (laughs) like things we don't want to (laughs) hear. Yeah. And the thing is, I've always had like, it's like I wanted to date. I was like, tell me, tell me a month, a day, and a time that I'm flying to over to New Zealand. But I'm obviously counting like, down know. the days on a calendar. <laughs> yeah. And it was just about trusting the journey. It really was. But I, you know, I remember there's been many times when I've in 20, 2019 for me too, I had another I had my second awakening as well. Oh my goodness. And I've you know, and I remember meeting Chris and my gifts just like blew up. I was just like channeling and I was just, I could zone it. I was like, like you, Laura, I could connect to all these ascended masses. And I was like, 
this is insane. I was like writing everything down. Yeah. I've got my journals here, like where I wrote everything down. I was reading Me too. it the day. <laughs> I literally was reading it the other day and I was like, I don't even remember writing that. It was just yep. the automatic writing. Yep. And it gave me that little bit of a comfort to know that, you know, that's within me. That's a gift within me. And that this episode I know is going to go down this way because I just felt this with, we're talking to you is. Yeah. I remember I had this vision and you'll know exactly what I mean when I tell you the story about two weeks ago. So I was meditating and I was just kind of zoned out. And most of the time I got a lot of my, messages through when I'm like brushing my teeth or I'm driving the car or I'm just in the yes, garden yeah. like at just random times mm-hmm. and there's a lady that I follow on Instagram and I've never met her physically I don't know her very well but I just follow her she's inspirational and I had this vision of her and it was like she, you know, she was doing something at a certain place and I could just see what she was wearing I could see what she was doing and I was like that's so so random so I, I reached out to her and sent her a voice note I said I don't know if this means anything to you but I have to send it because it's not for me it's clearly for you uh, da, 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 da. and she's like oh my god are you psychic blah 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 this happened da, 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 da. and I was like oh and it just gave me like it's like the universe does it to go hip you've yeah. got that yeah. gift stop stop you know dampen it down so I messaged Imbal and I was like this just happened da, da, da. and she's like and I sent her the screenshot without the girl's name on. And I said, and I, and because she asked me, was I psychic? And I said, well, I wouldn't say psychic, but I am intuitive, blah, blah, blah. And Imbal was like, she was just gobsmacked. She said to me, as if you just said you're not psychic, I am dead. And she's because she's like, you are. And I think I've always, li- <laughs> I've always linked being psychic and mediumship together. Mm-hmm. Now, I have never been able to see spirit. Like I've, I can't, can, I can't you know, connect to people's loved ones. I feel energy and I feel presence. Like if I'm doing a healing session, I'll feel like a grandmother energy, which makes me feel like really, you just feel different ways. And it just made me realize, you know, these gifts everyone has. And I'm like, it's like a skill, isn't it? It's a muscle. You can't just walk into a gym and expect to be fit after two days. It's a skill. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to work on it. You've got to sit with it and do it daily so when she said it, I was like oh you know she's so right like I need to differentiate with psychic to mediumship because there's just this you know I keep thinking oh I'm not I'm not psychic no I'm not psychic I'm not psychic and my husband always gives me the you know the nudge he's like you are like you've been so spot on about so many things in our life in other people's lives for the good for the better yeah so I think moving on from what I've just said is you know people who are listening I have so many people reach out to me and say, how can I connect to my spirit guides? I don't feel I can connect to my spirit guides. You know, do you believe everyone can connect to their spirit guides if they allow that in? Yes, 100%. And I think that for those who say that they can't, maybe just aren't picking up on how their guide is trying to communicate with them. Because a lot of us come on here and we talk about our experiences of how we work with our guides and how my guide shows me this, and I can see my guide do this and da, 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 But that was over time of learning how my guide communicates with me, how my guide feels to me when they're around me. Like you said, it's like a daily practice, right? And, and working a muscle, it's exactly what it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so when people, I think that some people may have an expectation of what they think communication from their guide should be like, and because of that, they miss how their guide actually is communicating 
with them. For instance, it could be that you're hearing everybody around you saying how they can see their guides clairvoyantly and they can see like their guide in their dreams or their guide, um, you know, shows up, they get a sensation like that they're here with them. Well, maybe for you, when your guides around your ear tingles, <laughs> you know, and you're not expecting that. So really a really good way to start to differentiate is to be intentional when you're looking to connect with your guide. And when you are in that space of, okay, right now I'm going to sit here and I am going to, my, my purpose of sitting here, whether you are meditating or just kind of breathing and relaxing and just sitting there, the purpose of me sitting here is just to get an idea of what my, I'm going to let my guide into my energetic space and then see what I'm picking up on and being open-minded to that and going with the first thing that comes. That's a big thing too, is trust. A lot of this spiritual stuff from my personal experience has started off very subtle where I could have easily just disregarded it, something as coincidence or no doubt. And then it's gone. Like that moment is gone. So trusting the first thing that comes, you can always analyze it later and later have a discussion with your guide. Like, really, that's what you did. You can do that later, but while you're building up that almost like a, a, a spiritual vocabulary of how your guide can communicate with you and et cetera, just be, you have to be very open-minded and you have to be okay with accepting the first thing that comes even if it's like you call your guide into your space and you're just, and you can, it's just as easy as sitting there and saying, okay, guide, I don't know what you look like. I don't know your name. I know nothing, but I give you permission to step into my energetic space and I'm going to see how you communicate with me. I'm going to pick up on that and then start taking note. Like, do you get an itch on your toe? Like, do you feel like butterflies? Do you, I don't know. <laughs> do you get like a, a, a ringing in your ear. Like what happens then you go and write, you know, write that down, take note as the first thing, and then do it again. Like maybe the next day, see if that same sensation happens. You could start to trust that it's, that it's from them. But I think the biggest thing is having an open mind and being open to the possible ways, all the possible ways that a guide can try to communicate with you. Uh, you know, taking other people's experiences as potential examples and maybe to either rule out or to check off, okay, that works for me too. Or nope, I tried that. It's not, it's not, it's not working for me to, you know, see the different possibilities, but it's okay. If how your guide connects with you is different from other people, because, because you're, you and your guide are different. So that's absolutely fine, but it's really about being open-minded and trusting the first thing that comes. And I bet that if a lot of people who don't feel like their guides are around or don't even, you know, if they question, if they even have guides because they just don't feel anything, I bet that if they sort of let that go and they were just open-minded about it, that intuitively they are being given the answer. Like intuitively, like if my guide were to speak to me, I, I know that they would give me like a sensation of candy in my mouth. I don't know, just making something up. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's the right answer because a lot of people who are on this journey of wanting to meet their spirit guides, 
are spiritual and it's in them to hone in on their intuition because they're, they're curious because there are millions of people who aren't curious at all. And they don't really want that, or they have, you know, their different views about guides and things. That's totally fine. Um, but for those who actually do want to have a relationship with their guides, probably, probably pretty safe bet that they're pretty intuitive themselves. And they're on that journey of <laughs> mediumship without even realizing it. Because once you can start to communicate with your guides, you're acting as a medium. Like that's, that's what you're doing. Exactly. So it's like, you know, again, this society, how, you know, mediumship is like for people who can see the dead, you know, you watch like films like ghost and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a good film. And it, I think it's about like, <laughs> yeah. Like letting go of the, it's just a label. It's just a label. Like for, for me, what, what really changed my views as well was I interviewed Neil Donna Walsh on my podcast a few months ago. He wrote uh, the the series conversations with God. And I remember I just, before I started to record with him, we had a little chat and I said to him, you know, it's just amazing how, you know, you got to channel, you know, channel that through. And he, he stopped me and he said, I didn't channel God, God's already within me, you know, channeling is where someone kind of steps into you or like, you know, an energy steps into you and they kind of, and I was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. But at the same time, I see a channel as I'm channeling through my like crown chakras and like you yeah. know like I'm bringing energy into into me and I am using my hand or I'm using my mouth my sensations to to you know let an energy out sometimes I've felt this before and Wayne Dyer spoke about this on one of his talks there's some days and I don't know if you've ever felt like this Laura where like how you feel is manifested into emotion so like there's days where I just want to love everyone my like my love me has just gone just gone way up like the scale and it's like and it, you know he talks about it on his on his uh, his way he was doing it he said there's some times where I just want to love so deeply because you're in that that state of awe with with life and that that kind of manifests too is I think that's the guys just pouring so much love into you and I agree with you we're being open because we want you know we think that oh our guides are going to send us feathers or angel numbers or you know a butterfly or a, a bug or whatever it is yeah I always when I was starting to channel and really use my you know meditation and connect and write things down I remember like my guide saying you know we will try and commun communicate to you in the best way we can in the best form of communication mm. it must be so hard for them sometimes on on the other side in spirit realm to try and find channels and ways to contact you so they may like drop a feather or they may just get you to look down at that specific moment and there's one 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 or whatever it is but like you said it's different for each person so it's mm -hmm. letting go of the control of like my guys need to be sending me certain things there's been yeah. like I mentioned earlier when Chris and I first started dating the signs and synchronicities were insane like yeah. insane. I was writing about them and every day Chris and I would be like, what the hell is going on? It's like the universe put us together and said, you two are being together. No buts, nothing <laughs> at all. It was like so much happening, you know, with, cause we were in alignment with where we were supposed to be. And, you know, I've got a meditation on insight timer and it's the most popular meditation on my whole list of meditations and it's connecting to spirit guides. No way. <laughs> because you said curiosity. So many people yeah. are curious to 
connect to guides especially as you know because you do a lot of the mediumship is people want to talk to the loved ones they want to contact the grandmother that they miss or the the mom or dad that they miss yeah the sibling that they miss and I always say to my clients and people who who contact me I say you have that gift too you you know you've got to work on it and be open to receiving those messages from loved ones in different ways not always by words as you just said you know, you, your yeah. mom, dad, grandmother, whoever might set, send you a little feather, a little feeling, like a little ring in the ear, a yeah. radio yeah. song, you know, it's, and you start to go, oh, okay. And just yeah. sending gratitude yeah. for that little sign, because then the guides know, your loved ones know, oh, that worked. Let's do that again. Yeah. Then you get multiple things happening because it's the kind of channel that's open. Yeah, 100%. And I will say too, like you can ask your guides for a specific sign. Like that's a possibility too. Yeah. I know many people who do that and their guides deliver, uh, yeah. angels deliver, you know, they do. So that's also a possibility. Um, you just have to see what works with, with you and, and your, and your guides. And, oh gosh, I was going to make a comment on one of the last things that you just said. What did you just say? About. It, oh, the, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yes. Okay. So, so maybe another question then is like, you see a feather or you see a coin. If you've got multiple people on the other side, or you work with multiple entities, how do you know which entity or which past loved one sent that? And again, that all comes with intuition. Who's the first person that comes in your mind when you see that. Right. And that's how you know. So yeah, there's no, I mean, as far as I know, there's no other way. Um, (laughs) That, that you can know unless it's like obvious like there's the person's names attached to it or something but that's yeah, why intuition is such a big part it, it definitely is like so that first person you think of all the the energy that you feel as well like if it isn't a loved one it's someone that you know you re- you know resonate with there's one obviously my spiritual teacher is Wayne Dyer he's actually on the wall here in in my room and he was talking about signs and things like that and he was he lived in Hawaii and in Maui and he was on his his balcony where he lived and a praying mantis came on his uh I think it was on his table or his hand or something and you look at a praying mantis and they're so cool they're just so cool to look at and I I know from my experience I hardly ever see praying mantises I just don't see them often especially growing up in the UK it's cold I don't I don't they probably have them there but I don't actually know that's Chris's department. He's the animal person, but I never would normally see them. You know, I saw them online and, you know, on documentaries. And when we mentioned that, I was like, oh, it's going to be his sign for me. Cause like, you know, you call in certain people, you yeah, know, for like, yeah. can you send me a sign? Yeah. And I swear, I swear, <laughs> since being in New Zealand and asking Wayne to send me praying mantises, they are everywhere. I had one on the window. There was one in the bathroom and I remember Chris coming in. I'd just been meditating and Chris was like, come here. I was like, what? He said, just come here. And he like, he got my hand and took me into the bathroom and there was one on the bathroom window. Oh my goodness. They're just, they're, they're everywhere. Like, and I'm like, is that, and then obviously the doubt creeps in though. Like, it's so, it's so funny yeah. how that ego <laughs> part of us, that 3D human self comes in and says, but the praying mantises are everywhere. You're in New Zealand now. And I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> I am definitely taking that as a sign. Wayne has <laughs> sent me a sign because he loved praying mantises. And when you look at them, you, and I'm not a bug person. I'm not, I don't like spiders. I just don't really like insects. But praying mantises, I can just hold one and be like, oh, you're so cute. I you know, know they are just really cute. Yeah, they're really, mis- like, just looking at them is really mystical and very unique looking. So, again, 
I need to ask Wayne to send me another sign. So I haven't spoke about this on the podcast yet because this is the first podcast I've done since what happened to me last week. I know, you know, Laura, I lost uh, my baby last week. I had a miscarriage. I'm going to be doing a podcast around it soon. But, you know, since that happened as well, like the signs last week coming in as well to lift my energy, to help me to just Mm -hmm. connect and not stay in that victim mode of, oh, poor me. Why me? This happened to me. Oh, you know, it's happened to so many women that I know. And the signs I was seeing was like, just God, the universe, just nudging me, my angels nudging me saying, you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Here's your little signs. Here's your little, you know, boost of energy. You reminder that you are on your perfect path. And it, you know, it comes through messages for me of like, we think when life's going great, you know, the relationship's great. The kids are great. Everything's great that life's perfect. And then when things happen that drop our energy, you know, miscarriage, accidents, losses, whatever it is, we think life's not perfect. I'm here to tell you that it is. No matter what, if it's up or down, a high or a low, a tragedy or a a success, your life is on perfect track. And it made me realize that, you know, because I said to my husband, I've lived this privileged life where like, I've not really been through anything really traumatic, you know, apart from losing loved ones, and a few little things when I grew up, but nothing that was like, you know, made me feel like, oh, I've got this reason to to help people because I've had this really crappy life. And it made me think, you know, it doesn't matter because I'm still got this outpour of love to give others. And then when I had the miscarriage last week, it just reminded me that I'm I'm a human being. I'm like things like shit happens to people. But I also need to remember to stay on course. And I am on course and not let that shift me down a dark path. So, mm-hmm. but then also trusting the process and trusting that I am on the right path. And it was meant for me to mm-hmm. talk about it and to help others with it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to comment on that. One is, um, I, I love your positive, your positivity. And I think that your spiritual journey has, has probably helped you a lot in this process, right? Your spirituality. Um, but like you said, 3d human, right. Also allowed to be 
freaking pissed off, yeah. <laughs> angry, right. Yeah. To have those, all those emotions for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, no, but, but eventually getting out of that because that's not a way to live, but, um, until you're ready. Yeah. Be pissed and, and be sad and, and be all those things. Cause you are human. And you bring up a really good point about not having anything terribly traumatic happening to you in life. Right. I feel the same. I feel that I've been very blessed in this life that I have had. And, you know, there are a lot of people in this quote unquote industry. I don't know how you want to say it, yeah, but yeah. who have been through a lot of trauma. Now I'm not here to say one's worse or the other, but I have, I had been through that time of, well, you know, can people relate to me? Am I somebody that somebody will listen to if I haven't been through crap and back like they have, you know, those thoughts do come into your mind, but I also remember, and this helps with, with imposter syndrome too, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a medium or I'm this or that. But I know that I have lived some really hard lives in my past lives. Yeah. I've been burned. (laughs) (laughs) because I've, because I did a past, I did a a life between lives regression session. And part of that was being taken to, um, a past life and experiencing that death to get into the in-between life. Right. So in that life, I was, I was, I was killed for, I was accused of being a witch and I was killed and I was killed in a very heinous way. And that life was really hard. Like there was abuse, sexual abuse, everything. Um, in that life I was, I was poor. I had happy moments too, but that life was really hard. And so I feel like I, I mean, whether that was just a more, a more recent past life, I don't, I don't know, but the life that I'm living now, like I get a break, (laughs) I get a break from that. You know what I mean? So it's almost like we're just all on these different paths of, for our soul. Doesn't mean one is better than the other. You know, I've been through more than you or you, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not like that yeah. at all. Like it's like, it's just, everybody's on their own journey for what their soul needs. So I think that that's important to share because there might be a lot of people who are in their spiritual journey and like, look, I didn't, I didn't have a dark night of the soul. I just picked up Sylvia Brown books and loved them. <laughs> you know, like I didn't yeah. have anything traumatic happen to me. Does that well, make me yeah, worthy? I was the yes. same. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I didn't have a dark night of the soul as such. I picked up the secret and I was, you know, I was 23, 24. And I was like, Oh, and it yeah. just resonated. But I think, you know, I, I, I would say definitely going through the separation with Chris was a huge a huge boost in in everything like my consciousness my spirituality my wisdom what I learned from that especially from trauma and insecurities and Mm -hmm. like that's another podcast for another day but it was like you know relationships (laughs) and communicating in relationship and not having the physical intimacy and all that but it's yeah it was definitely definitely a a a version of dark night of the soul let's say but I think yeah like yeah of course it is it, it maybe we should talk about this because I think it is coming up for me definitely like this that you said the industry like there's this industry of <laughs> there's something wrong with me let's go fix myself and mm-hmm. first thing I say to everyone who comes to work with me there's nothing wrong with you you're absolutely perfect exactly where you're mm-hmm. meant to be yeah. I'm here I'm here to guide you for a week a month a year however long I'm supposed to be in your life 
we may become friends after this. We may part ways. You may just drop in and out of my DMs. You might drop in and out of my courses of whatever I offer. But I think it's to remind people, especially listening wherever you are now on your journey as a reminder of you are where you're meant to be, no matter if it's a high moment, a low moment. And it, I was I went, to, went for a spa evening with Chris on Tuesday and I was I did a little, little reel because I thought I need to get back onto social media. I've not been on social media properly for a while. And there was that reel that I think it was Tom Hanks and a few of the actors and he was saying, you know, I wish I'd known the phrase, this too shall pass. Uh, and it's it's a bible it's a bible phrase isn't it this too shall pass and it's it, but it will and i think we get like i said we get so bogged down in the emotion of what's happening i said that's kind of like what i've been realizing the last 10 days since the miscarriage of the motion of i was pissed off upset angry yeah. hopeful excited like i was all these different emotions cuz totally. like you know obviously i know i'm going to get pregnant again but then i realized yesterday and it was kind of coming up over the weekend I had this fear for years prior to meeting Chris that it would take me forever to get pregnant I don't know Mm -hmm. why maybe because I was a bit reckless when I was younger I had a bit of sexual abuse when I was 21 you know things like that I had some things going on you know down there that would make me think those things Mm -hmm. and the fear was obviously then trumped because I got pregnant in the first month so it was like these things happen for me then to go, oh, you know what? That's just BS and I'm not going to think those things, but it definitely was happening for me to realize those fears are just, they're not real and they're just, they're where, they, where are they coming from? You know, where are they actually coming from? And I think that's why you start to look at the silver lining and the gratitude in the lower moments as well and what they teach you to bring yeah, you back yeah. into alignment. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, it takes, it takes like a, um, almost like a mindset change to be in you know pissed or down in the dumps and then try to just look at it in a positive light it could be really really hard but I think that those moments of quote-unquote ups where you're happy excited I think that those moments serve as the little reminders in between the down in the dumps feeling that yes it's going to be okay you know just little reminders to little sparks uh to where you know eventually you're able to really believe it, or you are starting to get out of it as well. But yeah. And you know, and there's hormones too with miscarriage, yeah. right? Cause I've had a couple as well. And, um, I mean, not only is it, uh, just the sadness of loss, but then there's the hormones that your body's still producing that can also affect your emotions as well. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I think it's amazing what us women can mm. can endure and still come out functioning <laughs> you know it's yeah. just amazing yeah what so, our bodies go through I said I'm giving a lot yeah. of gratitude to my body right now you know for yeah. what it's been through what it's going through what it did for me and mm. I think that's that's also a reminder of the, there was a slight moment on the Monday so the day after it happened where my ego wanted to just run ragged and say your body's a failure you did something wrong blah 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 and I stopped it and said you're wrong you know my body is in perfect shape it's it's in perfect health it's and it it reminded me of that you've got that that the two ways you can turn left down the dark path or you can turn right and go down the lighter path you have a choice day in day out to choose that and it is hard it is hard it's difficult Mm -hmm. but it is about mindset and it is training your mindset to look at that 
10 years ago, I would have been in down the dumps for months, feeling sorry for myself, wanting all the love and all the, everyone wants to feel sorry for me. But now I'm like, no, the support and the love has been absolutely incredible. The gratitude, feeling blessed. So when you start to have the mindset shifts through your awakenings, through your wisdom, through your journey, you you just start to enjoy the journey more. Can I share with you? Cause I'm like at the edge of my seat. This, this is what happens when, when spirit has a message. Um, yeah. So for you, um, little boy still very much with you. Um, yeah, definitely get a sense for a boy. I thought it was a boy, even though I didn't Keep know. Keep me posted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm still there. Uh, and you know, like I see him like kind of tugging on your jacket on your left, on your left. Um, so he's still very much there, perhaps waiting for, for the the next time (laughs) that your body does what it's supposed to. Um, but yeah, definitely. So anyway, that's what I think about. We'll think about like spirit babies wanting to come down to be born, you know, as a spirit, as a soul, they need the perfect body, the perfect birth date, the perfect time to be born, the perfect star sign, the perfect human design. There is so much happening when that baby. So much, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, so you start to look at that. You know, even though it's the half of it is sad, you get pissed off, you're angry, the grief. But then the other half is going to happen again. Part of my journey. That soul needs the perfect body, the perfect everything to live out their destiny in this life. Yeah. I know, but it kind of makes you think like, well, then why did you just not come when you're supposed to? And we could avoid this whole miscarriage thing. Right. <laughs> but I guess there's the learning for you in there as well. Like for us moms, there's a learning in there for us too. So I, I suppose that's why, but yeah. And I know. think it, it reminds you too, like, you know, I can help women with this and also a reminder that death and birth are just one. They are yeah. one. The duality yeah. we've created between life and death, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's just, a, it's a constant cycle. It's a, so it's, yeah, you just start to see things differently. And I'm really proud of that in myself. I wrote that in my journal. I was like, I'm really proud of how I can see things now compared yeah. to 10 years ago when I was a, you know, young, early twenties, you know, yeah. <laughs> that my world was a mess. And just how I thought was like, you think like, your life is so hard when you're young and it's like, I know. Been... I know. That's why I try to tell my kids, like you guys, the, being a child is the shortest time in your entire life. Like enjoy being a child. Don't I grow know. up too fast. You have the rest of your life to be an adult, <laughs> but we never know. We don't realize it until we've, we've learned. Exactly. It. I know it's definitely de- developmental stages, but uh, I was going to ask actually about, you know, people listening, like I can hear people asking when they listen, you know, where should I start you know, connecting to my guides? You know, what should I do? Cause yeah. when I first started to connect to my guides, I wanted it to be perfect. Like again, that control, I want to like have all the incense going, the candles on the music, have a certain outfit on. Oh, and just... it's like your first time with your boyfriend or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like, you know, (laughs) I think for for me, I would just say it's in the messiness where you get most of the stuff through. It's just, or like when you least expect it, like the most unprofound moments, like in the shower, right. Or driving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brushing your teeth out in the garden, picking up your dog poop. (laughs) 
It's so, but, when you're but thinking. I, as Wayne would say, yeah. you know, he, he always talked about these quantum moments, these quantum mm-hmm. shifts. And he spoke about it on the shift and he spoke about the book quantum change. And he said, you know, people have quantum moments, awakenings, as you would call them, uh, random moments. Like they could be walking <laughs> the dog and they could be out and about, they could be on the toilet. Like it can happen at any point. And it's like, I think that's the same with like connected to spirit guides too, is that, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. It's just that they're there constantly and that, you know, they want to talk to you. They want to guide you. It's why they're called guides. Yeah. But also to touch on as well, Laura, like letting people know that there's different guides, isn't there? There's like life guides. There's, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, the way that I've been shown with, with my guides and through readings that I've done for other people is that we have at least one guide that is there like when our soul sparks Mm -hmm. and I just always envision it like a, literally like we spark off of this big glowing white light somewhere and we become a little spark. Right. Um, and so we have a guide that kind of helps us through the process and stays with us for pretty much all of it. And then we've got guides that come and go, um, depending on circumstance in our life. So there are guides that, you know, will help us with a physical task, but then there are also guides that will help us through the emotional tasks as well. Uh, so yeah, you may have a guide that's going to help you through school, for instance, but you'll also have a guide that's going to help you during the stress of exams. So, you know, it's not just for physical things to get, you know, your business going. It's like one to help you with motivation and stuff. Like it's just really, really limitless and endless. And so guides can, you know, come, um, again, human type form, they can, look like animals. They can be mystical creatures. I mean, they really can be anything because a spirit guide is a, is a spirit that guides you. And so however they look to you is just how you, you guys agreed on. So again, no limits. That's why intuition is so important. Like what feels right to you and what resonates to you as, as the person trying to figure out who your guides are, you know, does it resonate that your guide would come to you as a cat, then that's, that's your guide. Like, that's great. Um, so, you know, if anybody was ever interested in perhaps different ways to meet their guides, I like to share what worked for me. So meditation, number one, guided meditations are also great. I know Pippa, you said you have one on insight timer. I've got one on my podcast as well. It's a 14 minute guided meditation to meet your spirit guides that I did totally through one take with my guide, Jason, he told me what to say. (laughs) And then also Um, let's see. So meditation, I would say number one. And then what I did too, was I asked the, um, to, for my guide to meet me in my dreams and it took a couple weeks. It wasn't like that night, but I had, I, I sent out the invitation, right. The intention for it. And so he came when he was ready. And I say he, cause he presented as, as a male, uh, and it was a very uneventful dream, but luckily in that dream, I just knew to ask if he was, and then I asked him his name. So that's how I got Jason as well. So, um, th- those, those are good ways. I think to start, you can talk about channel writing, but there's a little bit involved with that as far as, you know, what, what do you write? And then what happens, you know, what, what do you write when it comes through? So I have an episode on that on my podcast as well. Um, if that helps, but, uh, I mean, there's so many different ways. I mean, you could yeah. probably Google anything, but those two ways, meditation, uh, guided meditations, like so many out there to meet your spirit guides and, um, 
asking for them to visit in, in your dreams. And again, trusting what comes through. Yeah. I love those. And also to remember too, if you are looking to be a mother like me to birth babies, you have spirit babies that can be guides as well. Because one of my daughters came through about two years ago in a meditation, she was about five. And I think I'm going to have three children, two girls and a boy. I always, I've always envisioned that number. Wow. I've, I've got names for the three of them the whole lot but two years ago yeah my daughter came in I remember I was just I was crying sobbing because she looked like a little mini me and she was like this great personality she was oh I was just so it was such a beautiful meditation it was so unexpected and she said she was with me for the playfulness to bring in the playful net playful energy that adults forget to do you know because we're in this adult she's gonna be a handful (laughs) (laughs) yeah she definitely is and also for like <laughs> sexual energy, pleasure, things like that to bring in, like make sure, because obviously she wants to be born. So that was like, that made sense because like, yeah. no, it, yeah. And it yeah. was just so competent for me to know yeah. that. And obviously now I'm reading the book Spirit Babies and it just makes so much sense that like they are around waiting to be mm-hmm. born. They're choosing you as parents. And it's probably why I see the boy with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. They're all, I think they're all fighting to come down. Who's going first? <sighs> <laughs> maybe you'll have triplets <laughs> someone did say that chris's aunties are triplets oh no yeah chris has triplets on his dad's side and twins on his mom's side so i'm oh, like no. oh my god <gasps> who knows, <laughs> who knows? maybe oh, this baby was getting my uterus ready for when triplets are supposed to be there <laughs> <laughs> yep getting your hormones ready making sure oh. they just had to come in and like make sure everything was ready to go before the real event yeah. warm up yeah so <laughs> it's like warm up. this is good guys that's good that's we get get ready you can laugh about things that were really sad at the time you know sure, it's yeah. that's life it really helps yep yep yeah because it's a good vibration and it's in you know it's it's a better it's better for your body to not be so stressed, right? It's hard, but you it really faster. is a better environment. I'm healing really well physically, like really well. Oh, and I'm really great. grateful. Great. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. You've got your health, building that baby making temple, getting it all set up and ready again. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. Do you have any final tips around anything we've spoken about today? Jason does. Um, so my guide, so he, he says that everybody who is on a journey to meet their guides, especially those who haven't already will ultimately meet them. He uses the word meet them. And I don't know if that means like, well, we're all going to die one day and we're going to be on the other side. So of course you're going to meet them. Or if that means that no, he's correcting me. It's in this lifetime. So in, so in your lifetime, you will meet them one way or another. You will connect with them one way or another, um, because, because of the desire and the intention of the person who wants it. So it will happen, but a lot of it is a test in patience. And so by letting that go and letting it happen when it's supposed to, will create that opportunity for the right time for it to happen. So Hopefully that was helpful. Maybe not what some people want to hear, but 
uh, once, but knowledge is power, right? So once we know that, then we can start to make the moves in the right direction to work with them. Because another thing that I do want to share is that even though we may not sense the communication from them or know how they communicate with us, or even trust if they're there or not, they are. And just by asking them to help you today or to tell you what you need to know or to communicate with you or whatever invites that in. And it just creates this dialogue and it creates a space that will allow for things to grow as far as a relationship with your guides and to become stronger to where over time you will start to intuitively know when they're communicating with you. So patience, intuition, and just starting a dialogue with them, whether or not you feel like you're talking to nothing or no one because they're there. Yeah. I was hearing when you were talking about when Jason was saying about, you know, they meeting them in this life was that guides can also be in the form of human, you know, human Ooh, form. Yeah. Like that was definitely the, what I was hearing. And I was kind of smiling around it. Cause I was like the people that you're yet to meet that will transform your life. So people mm-hmm. like you and I, Laura, that love helping people. We are living guides in a sense, cause it's our purpose and passion to want to help people on their journey for ex- exactly how long we don't know that's determined yeah. to, to the person and, and the journey. But, you know, that's why it's trusting everyone who comes into your life, you know, for a short time, for a medium time, for a long time, lifelong, yeah. because they're also guiding you to inform. Cause again, soul contracts, soul family, soul friendships. So yep. that was definitely yep. something to add to that too, is trust those people in your life. Good and bad. I love that. Cause you're learning so much. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. Well, I've loved talking to you today. I know everyone's going to take so much from this and yeah, it's just great to get talking about spirit guides. It's been coming up the last few days. So I'm glad we spoke about it. Oh, I love, I love the synchronicity. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Where can people best find you on social media? Yes. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, a guided life podcast or guided West one, one, one also have Facebook guided West one, one, or maybe one, one, one. Um, I also have a link tree too. So, cool. um, uh, maybe hopefully you'll have that in the show notes. Cause <laughs> I don't have memorized. <laughs> yes. I'll definitely yeah. put all of your links in the show notes and people can reach out to you if they you. got any questions or they want to work with you or get a reading done. And yeah. yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode, guys, please leave a five-star review. It really helps to get circulation going and just to create more feedback for me. If you've got any questions you want answering, if you've got any topics you want me to cover, you know, people reach out and say, can you talk about this topic, that topic? So even topics I have no clue about. I love it because I get to talk to, you know, new people about new topics. So don't hesitate to reach out to me on all my social medias, however you want to contact me. And I will definitely do my best to bring that onto the show for you guys, wherever you are on your journey, know you are in the perfect moment in the present moment and reach out to people for help if you need it as well. So just take care, send in lots of love from New Zealand and I'll be back shortly with a new episode. Thanks again, Laura. Bye guys. Bye. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.